This episode of How I Built It is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is our season-long sponsor. Liquid Web has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options. It's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptimes, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer has iTheme Sync integrated into their managed portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. Liquid Web hosts all of my critical websites and I couldn't be happier with them. If you sign up today, using the discount code HOWIBUILTIT33, you get 33% off for the next six months. Visit buildpodcast.net slash liquid to get started. That's buildpodcast.net slash liquid. Our next sponsor is CodePen and their brand new product, CodePen Projects. With CodePen Projects, you can build an entire website with all the files you need. It's a front-end IDE right in your web browser. You can even develop those websites and use your own custom domain name for them. This is a tool that I'm personally excited to start using in the classroom so I can show my students how to build a full website soup to nuts. You can learn more about CodePen projects at buildpodcast.net slash codepen. That's buildpodcast.net slash codepen. Hey everybody, welcome to season three, episode two of the podcast. In today's episode, I'll be talking to Stephanie Wells of Formidable Forms. And this was a very interesting interview for me for two reasons. She is somebody who went from client work to product work, which is a jump that I'm always interested in hearing about. But beyond that, she also started as a nurse, which is what my wife does. So she kind of made the switch from uh, doing nursing, which my wife does, into the WordPress space, which is what I do. So uh, I'm very interested to uh, talk to her and I was very excited to have this interview. Formidable Forms has also been a supporter of the show, so you should definitely check them out. So we cover a whole wide range of topics uh, in the interview, uh, including making the jump to uh, the product space, scratching your own inch, learning uh, from square zero uh, what it's like to learn in your adult life how to build products on top of WordPress, all sorts of interesting stuff. I'm sure you'll love it. I absolutely loved it. So without further ado, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is uh, Steph Wells of Formidable Forms. Uh, Steph, thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Joe. <laughs> this is my first time. All right. Well, I'm, I'm very excited uh, to be your maiden podcast voyage. So I'm very excited to have Formidable Forms on the show because they have been a uh, supporter of the show. They were a sponsor in season two. Uh, so, Steph, once again, thank you for being on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and what Formidable Forms is? Okay. I'm Stephanie Wells. I am the developer of Formidable Forms. I started it on my own and, and launched it on my own. And, and now we've got a team of eight running it. So it started out though as as client projects, and so now it's it's a, a form builder at its most basic, but it's uh, designed differently than other form builders. That our main focus is on 
what happens after the fact with, with the collecting data and, and the reports and the views and front-end editing and interlinking entries and interlinking forms using other forms to build up just all kinds of linking and interlinking with, with data and forms and all, all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds awesome. And um, so before we get into uh, a little bit about why you came to build formidable forms, because there are, there are lots of forms out there, but it sounds like you touched on a little bit about what makes you guys different. We were talking previously and you weren't always in like the development field. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I, I started as a nurse. I didn't, didn't have any technical background. I had my my first baby back in I don't know 2007, and then I was home and didn't know what to do with myself. And and right at that same point, Blair Williams came to my husband. He was looking for for help with his client projects. He had too much work to go around, and and was looking for extra help to work on on those projects. And he was looking for anybody who had any interest at all, whether they had experience or not. And, and Steve had, uh, had taken an HTML class in high school. And so he was like, yeah, sure. I'll take some training. And again, I was bored. So, so I thought I'd tag along, even though I was sure it would be too hard. So Blair gave us, uh, oh, and by the way, Blair is, is the developer of, of MemberPress and Pretty Link Pro, and he's got several other premium plugins out there now too. Anyway, so he, Gave us a little a little training session on on Ruby on Rails and how to get set up uh, just on your local computer. And I went home and set it up and started playing around with it. And he gave us another session on on just getting your first Ruby on Rails project set up. So I thought I'd build my sister a site <laughs> um, to practice. And, and so I went through W three schools and memorized all the tags in, in a day or two, and then started with with the CSS and downloaded a, an HTML template to just play around with it, make changes, see what happens. And, and anyway, went, went from there. At that point, I didn't know anything about WordPress or how WordPress would have made things so much easier at that point. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, um, well, my wife, uh, as you know, is in a, a very similar position right now. We just had our baby uh, two months ago at the time of this recording and uh she's also a nurse so uh maybe i can get her to uh to maybe go on the same path and then we could start casabona web development firm of our own <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> well and, and i i didn't think i'd be interested or have any or enjoy it especially i especially didn't think i would enjoy it yeah. but i mean you never know I and mean, without trying it there's and there's no way to know so yeah that's awesome. So yeah, so give her a little a little push to try it out. Absolutely, and, and so so we're just a few minutes in, and you've already got uh, great advice for the listeners, which is excellent. But let's talk about Formidable Forms. So Formidable Forms is a WordPress plugin that helps you build forms. Maybe uh, you know, and there are there's a lot of competition out there, right? So I'm curious to know, like, what kind of uh, research you did, if any when deciding to build your own plugin and how you wanted to make it different and things like that? Well, I, I, my, I guess the extent of my research was doing a few Google searches looking for the, the yeah. plugins I needed, and, and I couldn't find it. And, and it wasn't a form builder to begin with either. So to begin with, so we had a, a client project that 
that needed, they, they wanted a team page and they wanted to be able to add and remove team members without dealing with the HTML and messing things up there. And this was before the days of custom post types too. So there wasn't, there, there weren't a whole lot of options and I couldn't find anything. So I, I wrote this, I started this plugin with the, all the, the forms were entirely backend and, and then the, the views. So it, it had the, the views and the, the backend forms, and then the views could be embedded on a page. And, and that was kind of the first iteration. So, and it, it went from there with, with client project after client project that I just couldn't find a solution for. And there was nothing there. So an, another client project built out the, the graphs for showing but whatever graph data need was collected and and front end editing and so just just over time this got built out uh, over the space of a couple of years and and then I kind of ended up with with a, a product that wasn't so bad and <laughs> and that that was was filling all of these needs for 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 our projects yeah that's great so so the timeline for me, I, I think that Gravity Forms came out around, I want to say 2011, but I'm not 100% on that one. And I know like Ninja Forms came out around 2013 or maybe also 2011. I'm doing a terrible job of painting this timeline, but I guess, <laughs> I, I guess what, the year. what I'm but driving we, we at were, is, yeah. Yeah, we were one year behind Gravity. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Very cool. And so this came out of a need for, uh, you know, for projects that you were working on. It sounds like uh, this project started like a lot of other projects uh, of people who've been on the show, which is you were scratching your own itch. Is that right? Right. Exactly. So what made you decide to take that, to take that project and, and make it a premium plugin? Oh, well, again, Blair Williams had a hand in that. <laughs> so he had just launched Pretty Link Pro. And I mean, again, at that point, I didn't know that that premium plugins were really a thing. And I guess at that time they weren't really. And so he, he gave me a little push saying, you know, do it, you know, just bring the forms to the front end and, and you've got a, a product that you can, you can sell and support. And he had written an auto updating code for pretty link pro. And so he said, here, use this, do this and release it. And he said, Oh, and you should name it formidable. Because I've wanted to build a form builder, and that's what I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, so Blair Williams had a, a big hand in, in you guys kind of going premium, which is excellent. Now, do you still uh, talk to him, or do you talk to other people within the space? Uh, are you part of a mastermind group or anything like that to like bounce ideas off of people? Uh, not as much. I mean, I, mean I, I talk to him. So he's, he's actually married to my cousin. Oh, okay. But <laughs> that, that's how we got started with, yeah. with him. But Anyway, and we just moved down to, to Southern Utah, so we're kind of a little more isolated. But Seth of Event Espresso is in the area too, and so we'd like to get something going there. But we don't do a whole lot of mastermind, and we did for a, a, a little while. With We had a, a mastermind group going with, with Chris Lemma and, and the group of, of people from Cobble Press, and that, that was awesome. Nice. Are you, uh, are you going to Cobble Press again this year? <sighs> Baby will cooperate. I don't, well, I guess I haven't signed up. So at this point, it's, it's not really an option. Gotcha. It'll, it'll be my first one. So I'm very excited. I've heard, oh, I didn't know you were going. That's yeah, awesome. It's, I've heard nothing but good things. So I'm very excited. I will link oh, for sure. Cabo Press in the show notes for everybody. I also, so uh, I saw a, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago now, was there a picture of uh, 
James Laws, you guys, with James Laws, and was he wearing one of your t-shirts? Was that formidable? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was Pressnomics. <laughs> nice, nice. So so do you talk to the other, like, form builders in the space and, like, kind of bounce ideas off of them or see what they're doing? Or Yeah, so the Ninja guys, they were at Cobble Press with us. And so and so that's where we kind of, we became friends there in Cobble Press. And, and Blair Williams was there, too. And, and But the, you know, James, and that was... I know. A, a good friendship building point for us with with Cobbler Press. Nice, nice. And and so and at at both the Pressnomics that we've been to together, we've spent more time with with them than with anybody else, <laughs> which has been has been great. Yeah, with bouncing ideas and and for hearing things that they've tried that don't work and things that we've tried, you know. And it's it's been it's been pretty cool with having a relationship with somebody in the same space and, and also, I mean, I'm a member of their affiliate program and anyway, we kind of send people back and forth and, yeah. and we've talked about doing a global blacklist too, to make sure that, <laughs> <laughs> that when, when we send customers away, they don't, anyway, we haven't done that, but. Oh man, that's, that's great. I think that's one of the great things about the the WordPress community in particular is that we have all these people kind of competing in the same space, but, we're telling each other how we're doing things to our competitors. You know, it's, it's, it's more like a, I guess it's more like a, a friendly intramural game than, you know, like some professional sports thing. Right. You know? <laughs> I don't know why I struggled with that analogy. I'm a big sports fan in general. So it's not like it's like the seventh <laughs> game of the world series, right? It's not like super cool. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> cool. So let's get to the title question. I'm uh, especially curious uh, because you are self-taught, uh, and it sounds like you started on Ruby on Rails first. So, and you mentioned that you have a team of eight people. So, uh, how did you build formidable forms? And maybe we could start at the beginning, and then we could talk a little bit about what it's like for a developer to be managing other developers, because that's something that's very interesting as well. Yeah, that's that's very true. So, I guess building it with the Ruby on Rails background coming into PHP, and I just felt like it was all just a mess, and I didn't know. <laughs> how to organize things. I didn't know, anyway, I just didn't know what to do with it. And, you know, again, Blair, coming back to him again, you know, he showed me how he architected Pretty Link Pro and he kind of used the, the Ruby on Rails model with the, the controller view and the controller model view controller. Yeah. I'm, it's not working for me. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, and I kind of architected it the, the, along the same lines and, and that helped helped me a lot to feel more comfortable with the PHP and, and just knowing, having an idea of where to put things and how to organize things. And, and that helped a lot. Nice. And, and Google with my friend, just anytime running into any error, uh, just Googled the error and, and was able to, to get past it and get, get through things that way too. Just every, Google has everything that, that, <laughs> As long as you know how to search, then then you're covered. Absolutely. I remember my computer science teachers having like books upon books in their offices. And I feel like the books upon books today have just been replaced with the Google search box, right? It's just... Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> books take way too hard to find, too long to find anything. I know, in. right? You have to like go to the index and then like look for the thing you're looking for. Well, and then it's so outdated by the time you find it too. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, but you know, I have, I, I put out a book... In 2012, uh, called Building WordPress Themes from Scratch. And basically, like a month after it came out, 
there was a big movement to take custom post types and move them out of the theme directory and into their own plugin, right? So as I was writing that book, that was not like a, a hard line that anybody took. And a lot of people were kind of doing it that way. And then like a month after my book came out, people were like, how could you do such a thing? So I was like, great. The printed word. Oh, no. <laughs> out of date already. So, I mean, it, it happens that way, though. And things change pretty quickly on the Internet. So Google is is a friend to all all of us coders, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's so sad that your book yeah. <laughs> after a month was <laughs> not helpful anymore. Yeah, but, I don't know, maybe it's still helpful. Yeah, I. Uh, mostly helpful and then you know I, I i can put out a version two of the book and make a little bit of extra money i think so hopefully <laughs> right good good plan <laughs> yeah so okay so you made the transition uh because ruby on rails is an mvc php is not but it sounds like you had a tool to help you kind of mind map it that way and then google of course being ever so helpful as you as you evolved uh you're up to eight developers now so what kind of tools are you using to I suspect you have support tickets and new features that you want to build. So how do you manage all of that? Well, we for support, we again, I have a, a custom plugin that, that we use for our support, our help desk, and I've been planning on releasing it for years, <laughs> but <laughs> just haven't gotten that release because because it just haven't felt like we've had the bandwidth and the the desire, I guess, to shift focus. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so so we use our own our own help desk plugin there, and and we use GitHub for managing the the tickets and and a lot of the conversation around around issues and and to dos. Nice. So uh, th- that's something I want to parse out just a little bit, right? Because we are uh, we've we've still got some time left. You don't want to shift focus, right? I feel like I'm certainly guilty of this. I feel like a lot of developers are guilty of this. We will build something. And we'll work on it and maybe half finish it or just release it. And then we'll see a new shiny. Like, oh, I just got this great idea to do this. Uh, how do you how do you stay focused on Formidable? Is it is it easy? Do you have a lot of things that you want to work on? Or how do you stay focused on your main product? Yeah, well, we've got a huge, huge list of features and, and enhancements that we'd like to, to work on still. And we've got a whole... So Steve's, Steve does our, our UI design mm-hmm. and... So the anyway, the first iteration was just me. So I mean, I'd love to go back and compare, but <laughs> I haven't. Anyway, so he's he's done drawn out some some designs for the form builder and 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 our views. We have a whole new spin on the views and plans that we I'm hoping that we'll be able to to get through by the new year. But I don't I don't know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> And we, we would also like to launch some some projects, some new products that are that are related to Formidable that would share the code base. Okay. So and that and we'd like to get at least at least one of those out this year as well. Awesome. So, yeah. There's a ton going on and yeah. and there's always too much to do. Yep. Uh, amen to that. So it sounds like you there are some new shinies that you want to release and, and you're oh, there you've got the the long <laughs> list though kind of Push, moving the chains to have another sports reference, I guess, for for your main product. That's cool. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye out on all of that. And you started to allude to the next question. Uh, lately, I've been combining these two questions into one. Uh, so what is maybe the biggest transformation that Formidable Forms has gone through since launch? And what are your plans for the future? Oh, I think it's transformed a ton. <laughs> I mean, they, so from the beginning, I mean, it was just it was just me. Nobody else had 
had, I don't know, had any design work or, I don't know. Anyway, it was just kind of what I spun up while I was developing and none of it went through Photoshop or, or any of that. And so even just, you know, there's a, a lot of <laughs> transformation in the, in the, in the UI aspect of things that, that it's gone through since, since I launched it solely. And it was kind of nice that I was able to launch it solely because I didn't have my perfectionist husband saying, um, <laughs> no, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. <laughs> so I, I was able to, to launch it at a point where he wouldn't consider it ready, but, gotcha. but nice. he got his hands in it afterwards. <laughs> nice. Nice. And how do you make the decision to, to refactor, right? Because I know that there's, um, it's hard. You, you got to balance like wanting to build more features with wanting to improve the current code base. So uh, at what point was it like, okay, this is a thing that just I made. We are expanding it. The code base needs to be refactored and redone. Uh, well, I guess that's been happening. I don't know. All along for several years is that it's like, well, let's pick this to refactor. Let's. And so Jamie is, is, is our other main, main developer and, and she'll get in there and, not understand any of my code and, <laughs> and just be like, all right, I'm going to rewrite this whole section. Nice. And, and so that, that's helped a lot too. And, and even just returning to code that I've written, you know, as a fledgling developer, not really <laughs> having a whole lot of, of training or anything and going back and looking at it and, and reading, reading a few books on, and, and the clean code book. Mm -hmm. I can't think of who the author is. I'm drawing a blank, and uh, but I know exactly what you're talking about because I also have that book. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then that that was that book was hugely helpful for for changing the way that I've written my code since then and have refactored code. And anyway, yes, there's huge refactoring that needs to be done all the time, and and we usually slip a few changes in there. It's based on features that need to be done and. So we kind of refactor just while we're in there. Nice. And that makes a lot of sense, right? Instead of going through this daunting task of burning hours, refactoring code that's already there, which, you know, as you said, needs to be done, but it's kind of hard to justify it if it's not something new that, that you can kind of market, right? Because that's the other right. side of it. You're going in as you add new features that you can market and refactor continually, which is, I think, the right way to do it, right? Because you're code is never you never write code once and then never revisit it i mean that's right so cool very cool and uh what is what's on the roadmap for the near future so i don't know i guess some of the biggest things that we're planning on on this year are a, a less shiny thing is that our, our free and pro versions are right now the same plugin like the pro version is nested inside of the free version and that needs to be separated for various reasons mm -hmm. And I'm not, not shiny and a thing that I've been dreading and dragging my feet on. But anyway, that needs to be done this year. <laughs> and the UI overhaul and the, the view overhaul are, are kind of the big, the big shiny things that, that we'd love to, to get done this year. And I'm hoping we can squeeze it all in. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, let's see where, uh, again, at the time of this recording, it's May. So you've got, you've got more than half the year still to, to get it all done. So. Fingers crossed, uh, and we'll definitely right. we'll definitely keep an eye out for it. So the the last question before the fast five, uh, I always like to ask is, do you have any trade secrets for us? 
Trade secrets, huh? <laughs> I, don't know, I, I guess just being a woman in a man's world. <laughs> I don't know, just I, I just want more more women to, to to try it out and to to see if you enjoy it. And it's not really something that that I feel like is encouraged a ton, but I'd love it to be encouraged and and I'd love for more more women to to get involved and and I mean it's an ideal job I guess for moms. I mean my my husband and I both just work at home and and we're able to spend time with the kids and any it's it's a fabulous setup for for us and and it's ideal for for moms I think and I'd love to see more. Awesome. That's uh, I I love that because I try to get you know I try to get a good mix of uh, men and women on the podcast, but it's a lot easier the 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 male pool is a lot easier to pick from because there's a it's a lot bigger. <laughs> right, for sure. And so that's excellent. Uh, and because of that uh, tip, I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to uh, Girl Develop It, which is one of the organizations that I'm aware of that teaches uh, girls how to code um, and hopefully encourages them to make a career out of it. So that's uh, great advice and definitely encouraged all around because uh, even when, when I was a student like 10 years, well, whew, more than 10 years ago <laughs> now, it was, I think there was one girl in our computer science classes and then she dropped the major. And so it was just all guys. And I was sitting there scratching my head going, why is this a, just all guys? Because in the 70s, it was about 50-50, uh, according to some records at the University of Scranton. But Cool. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I love that piece of advice. And now it's time for the Fast Five. The Fast Five are five questions I like to ask uh, that are not really related uh, for the most part to products or businesses or anything like that. Uh, so for the first four, I would like your gut reaction. For the last one, you can uh, think about it a little bit more. Sound okay? <laughs> sure. All right, cool. Uh, number one, what's your favorite book? Scarlet Pimpernel. The Scarlet Pimpernel. Nice. And then follow up that's not one of the Fast Five is what's the last book you finished reading? I'm afraid I have not read in a while. <laughs> as, as a guy with a, a newborn, I, I can <laughs> empathize with that. <laughs> yeah, my, my baby's nine months old and we just went through a move and anyway. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So things have been going. I understand completely. Uh, you, you swap out reading for napping. <laughs> right. <laughs> what kind of music do you like to listen to? Country and Broadway. All right. What Broadway show are you listening to a lot right now? Well, my husband has had Hamilton on all the time, but I'm one of my favorites is Jekyll and Hyde. Nice. Very nice. Uh, fun fact, I am, as of today, going to see Hamilton in two weeks, about two oh, and a half. Cool. Yeah. Yeah my, wife, yeah. my wife and I are celebrating our anniversary. I managed to get tickets, so very excited oh, for lucky. that. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. What's your favorite food? Is it too cliche to say ice cream? Not at all. Uh, that's actually the encouraged answer on the show. Uh, is ice <laughs> oh, <cream>. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular flavor? Tillamook Mudslide. Nice. All right. Chocolate on chocolate. Love it. Absolutely. Now I'm going to get ice cream after this. <laughs> what is your favorite sports team or athlete? I've gotten a few just single athletes. Maybe that's a guy question and maybe I'm too girly. <laughs> <laughs> to say i don't really watch all sports so much it's I mean, steve watches football steve was watching byu football all the time and, and i'm working while he's watching football so gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> does that count 
<laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, absolutely. So I had uh, Chris Badgett on the show, and he was the first person I asked these set of these questions to. And his answer was a fellow who did the Iditarod. So we started off very non-traditionally. <laughs> so that's I'm open to like any answer, which is cool. Very nice. And here's the last question. You could put thought into it. Uh, and it doesn't have to be about web development or anything. I want you to pick something that you are good at and tell us how you learned that thing. I, don't know, I guess I'm good at photography. And I don't know. How do you learn photography? Just doing it? <laughs> <laughs> that That's the most popular answer I've gotten so far is learn by doing. So what do you like to shoot? Mostly kids. Nice. Mostly my kids. Just a mommy <laughs> photographer. <laughs> nice. And I'm sure that could be pretty difficult, right? They're like, they, I find my, my daughter's not mobile really yet. And taking pictures of her is still hard because she's squirming and moving a lot. So she's got like the, the head sway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she, like getting a good shot of her is pretty difficult, but I managed a couple. So That's awesome. Cool. So do you do photography too? Yes. I'm probably not as good as I would like to be. My brother is a professional photographer, so he gives me some pointers. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I say in a different life, like if I wasn't into computers, I might be a photographer or an animator. So that's a fun fact about me. Fun. Uh, after five fun facts about you. So Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. I hope you had fun. Oh, I did. Thanks so much for, for having me. Awesome. Awesome. And definitely uh, check out uh, formidable forms check out girl develop it and there is something else i saw on your homepage that i want to call out here and it is that a portion of your sales go to uh operation smile is that right that is right yeah and we've been spreading things around in different charities and and we'll be sponsoring a, a the school t-shirts at, at our kids school this year and anyway just a, a few various things throughout the community and yeah various charities awesome very cool so uh if you needed that little extra push to go check out formidable forms i think that is the extra push thank you stephanie so much for joining us today definitely check out formidable forms thanks so much to liquid web and CodePen for sponsoring the show be sure to check them out and thank them for their support if you like the show make sure to check out our patreon over at patreon.com slash how i built it for lots of great content tips and tutorials we're still trying to hit that uh 20 pledge mark and if you are one of the first 20 you will get an exclusive t-shirt and i will reach out directly to you to ask what kind of content you want to see both on the show and in the patreon finally thank you so much for listening if you do like the show please head over to apple podcasts and give us a rating it's going to help other people find the show which means more listeners, which means better support, which means better content. And uh, I want to thank Tara Clays of TLC Design for leaving a five-star review that says, Joe's interviews with WordPress professionals offers a straightforward, down-to-earth view into the workings of product development. The format is casual and informative. I love the intro music. Tara, thanks so much. We really appreciate that. And again, thank you everybody for listening. Until next time. Get out there and build something.